Hey everyone, welcome to the Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh. I'm your hostess, Kelly Singh, and this is our very first episode. It's week one of NFL football, and if you tuned in this weekend, then you were watching the Cardinals versus the Chiefs. We're going to talk about the highlights, the lowlights, everything in between, and what to expect for week two as we head into the game in Las Vegas with the Raiders. So let's get to it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh. The sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. Hey, and welcome back. We're here again uh, with the new sick podcast with me, Kelly Singh. I'm so excited to be part of the sick podcast network, part of sick media. And I'm sure you've seen some of the other shows out there. So I just can't believe that I'm here and part of the lineup. So thank you so much for tuning in and being so welcoming. You can find me on Twitter at Kelly and Phoenix and also the pod at Sick Pod Kelly, where you can leave us your thoughts. I'll remind you again at the end. But so far, we've had one game to discuss this weekend, week one. The Cardinals versus the Chiefs. And all is not well in Bird City as the score was a massive, massive, do we use the word blowout? 44 to 21. Super sad face. I had a really hard time watching this game. It was, I don't know, how do you say it? Depressing. It was sad. It was sad going in with such high hopes. However, it can be said we were missing key parts of the defense with Watt being injured, Golden being injured. We had Ertz playing injured, I would say. And it just seemed lethargic. That's kind of the word I would use to describe the entire game was lethargic. There was no sense of urgency. And that's exactly what Cliff Kingsbury said following the game. There was just no hurry up and go. Why did we lose? KK puts it perfectly. We were outplayed, outcoached. That's the bottom line, outplayed, outcoached. And for Cliff to say that, takes a big man to say that he was outcoached that the team was outcoached, that the staff was outcoached, and that the team themselves were outplayed. It was our home opener. They kept us to seven for the entire game until the fourth quarter where we managed to score two touchdowns. That was definitely the bright spot of the game, the fourth quarter where it got exciting. However, it was just too little too late, right? How do we overcome a score of 44 when we're trying to play catch up in the fourth quarter? Let's lay out 
some of these stats to analyze. If we're looking at what happened here in the game, the Cardinals were averaging just four and a half yards per play. Four and a half yards per play. You're not going to win a game on four and a half yards per play. We totaled 282 offensive yards. Not going to win a game on total yardage of 283 yards. It's just not going to cut it. I can't, I can't say anything else about it. As a fan, it's disappointing, especially being that this was the home opener. Phoenix, Glendale, all of Bird City was really excited for this home opener to meet the Chiefs who may or may not be able to live up to last year's expectations being, you know, a fraction of the team they were last year. However, I'm pretty sure that Patrick Mahomes proved he's going to be fine. He is going to be just fine. And they went out there and proved that. The Cardinals, however, did not show they were going to be just fine. Of course, the faithful, we have our, our high hopes. We're polling for them as we head into week two. But there's just a lot to overcome. There, again, was no fire. There was no urgency. Um, I can't decide if, if Kyler agreed with this or not. His answer was kind of wishy-washy, a half answer, where he said, um, and I quote the word good, practice felt good, but we didn't go out and execute. So what's good? How do we define the word good here? That they went out and, and made some passes, they felt a good connection, but did they go out and give it their all? during practice because I think that's what KK was alluding to in his comments that that practice was very lackadaisical that they're going through the motions but there's no fire there's no heart and if you don't go out there and perform in practice the way you're going to perform in a game it's going to show and that's something that we've all learned even in youth sports right your coach tells you, tells you, your coach tells you to go out there and give it your all, whether you're practicing or whether you're on the field. I remember my coach, if we were not performing at a high level in practice, everything stopped, everything. And we ran, we ran those lines, we ran those suicide drills. I know a lot of you can relate. Maybe that's what the Cardinals need, a good round of suicide drills, up and back, up and back, up and back, until they can't give any more. Just light a fire under these guys. Give them something to play for. Just because we're missing... TJ Watt, which is a huge part of our defense, don't get me wrong, and Golden, who is another integral part, that doesn't mean that the whole thing falls apart. What happened to our offense? What about, you know, our O-line? What is, what else was missing from that game that they lost so mightily? I'm hoping that the pride that comes with this team. I know they're a prideful team. There are lots of prideful players that they're going to come back in week two and be like, that wasn't us. 
this is us. Um, so let's see what happens there. I want to talk about some of the highlights because there were some highlights. The whole thing wasn't doom and gloom, right? There, there were some high points that we can point to. Even in our defense, we had linebacker Dennis Gardick. He punched out the ball. That was like a weak little punch. Punched out the ball <laughs> from JJ. From Let me start that over again. We had linebacker Dennis Gardick punch out the ball from Juju Smith-Schuster. Don't ask me to say that five times fast. I can't do it. But Gardick punched out the ball and the Cardinals recovered it. Perfect. Awesome. Great. That is something that we need to celebrate. <laughs> we can hold on to that and be like, hey, we made a defensive play. I hope they carry that feeling into week two and do a lot more of that. We also made some impressive stops. I mean, I can't go through and name them all. Actually, I probably could go through and name them all because <laughs> there weren't that many. But what I'm trying to say is it, it wasn't all awful. We need to celebrate some of the good things. We also had the connection between Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. It seemed like they do have some chemistry together. They made some connections. There was a 20-something, 27-yard reception by Brown, and then they had the back of the end zone as far back in the farthest corners of the universe in the end zone where Brown caught the ball, which is what he does. He is good at that long ball pulling it down in to the end zone and making that heroic play. However, it happened in the fourth quarter, which isn't necessarily where you want it to happen if you're that far behind. Did I mention how far behind we were going into halftime? Let me just remind you, we were back 30 points going into halftime. That's, that's like more than some teams scored altogether in Sunday's games. But that's where we were and then didn't, didn't catch fire until the fourth. But there was something to be said about the connection between Marquise Brown and Kyler Murray. And I think we're going to see more of that. I'm excited to see more of that. I hope you're excited to see more of that too. We also had Murray connect with Ertz in the fourth again it was a super tight window i think this is the murray Ertz special i feel like last season there were a lot of touchdown passes that happened this way between kyler and zach Ertz, and uh, we saw it again in this game on sunday it was not a long pass six or seven yards or so but it went like thread the needle right through right into his hands and and that's what that duo does. And again, I hope we see more of that. I really want to see. I hope we see more of that. I really want to see more of that happening. So what other highlights do we have? Well, the very first touchdown of the game, which happened with James Conner. He kind of just 
bowled through, scored the first touchdown, and that happened to be in the second quarter. So, again, nothing really to write home about in that first quarter. It was rough. Although we did see some rushing yards from Kyler Murray in the first quarter. So there is that. Um, I'm sure we're going to continue to see more of that. That's the kind of, of player that he is. He is got that Konami code that the kids talk about. I have a sweatshirt when it cools down that I will wear and it's my Kyler Konami code sweatshirt. So um, that was something exciting, I guess, we could talk about from the first quarter. But otherwise, it was there was nothing for Cardinals fans to be excited about until the very end of the game when there just wasn't enough time to catch up. So what do we do now? Next week, we're going to Vegas. We're traveling to Vegas to face the Raiders, Derek Carr versus Kyler Murray. We could pit those duos of Devontae Adams and Carr versus Murray and Brown. Who knows what's going to happen? I personally think it's going to be a close game, a good game. Vegas, on the other hand, Vegas says no. Are we going to be able to contain that duo of Devontae Adams and Derek Carr? Vegas says no, we're not going to be able to contain that duo. They have a six-point spread for the Cards versus the Raiders and a plus 205 money line. I will be betting that Cardinals win on the money line. It's a good bet. It's not, you know, it's not a sucker bet or anything, but it would be nice a nice little cherry on top going into next week to feel a sense of hope. <laughs> when you see that Vegas is in your favor, it gives you a little hope. But hey, you know what? I love a good underdog card. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to bet that plus 205. That happened to be on DraftKings, by the way, if you're looking. Um, if you follow me at all on Twitter, you know I love sports betting. And, of course, if you are gambling, gamble responsibly. But I think it's a good bet. I don't know about the six-point spread. I feel like that's steep. Uh, but I do like the money line at plus 205. It's not hopeless. It's definitely doable to just eke out a win. Uh, can we contain the duo of Devontae Adams and Derek Carr? I don't know. We have an injured Watt who is still questionable for week two. We have uh, several other players, which I'll get into here. Why don't we just talk about that right now? Who is injured currently? We have two cornerbacks currently questionable for week two in Vegas. That would be Mullen and Wilson. They are both questionable for week two. We have offensive guard Justin Pugh, also questionable for week two. And J.J. Watt still has his calf injury, questionable going into week two. And the saddest injury report of them all, which I am still shocked over, is the hamstring injury of Rondale Moore. 
I was so excited for season two of Rondale Moore. He is explosive. If you watched him at training camp last year, if you watched him during the season before he was injured last season, if you watched him this season at training camp, it was the Rondale Moore show and we were excited. And then what happens? Injury at practice. No, that's the worst possible time before game one that somebody could be injured. So I'm really hoping that we get Rondale back soon. He was definitely poised to have a lot more action, especially with um, Hopkins still out for six weeks through week six. I'm really looking forward to seeing Rondale Moore come back. Hopefully he can come back before Hopkins is back so he can get some snaps in, so he can get more receptions and get a feel for the field and the team and the flow and being a wide receiver one. He's, he's ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> Hopefully he's ready. And that hamstring heals up quickly. So on the Raiders side, there's really nothing super notable about uh, the long list of Raiders injuries, actually, except there is an injury to running back Brandon Bolden, who did score a touchdown in their loss to the Chargers last week. Um, he is out with a hamstring injury as well. Those are not easy to recover from. It is a difficult injury. It's an injury that can be re-aggravated right when you think that it's healed up. Uh, so they're likely going to be without Brandon Bolden. Um, what does that say for the offense? I'm not sure. I feel like they have enough uh, weapons that they don't necessarily feel a huge loss with Bolden being out. Uh, however, they're stronger, definitely stronger on the wide receiver end. So it does leave some weakness in their run game for sure. So hopefully that gives us a slight advantage. Who knows? We'll see. Um, the Adams-Carr connection is definitely the biggest threat as it relates to playing the Raiders. Um, what do you think? Are we going to be able to contain that duo? Are we going to be able to stop the Raiders from winning? Are we going to come out triumphant? Feel free to message me on Twitter. My DMs are open. I'd prefer if you just tweet out loud so we can converse amongst the community. Tweet me at Kelly and Phoenix. Tweet the pod at SickPod. Kelly, let us know what you think about the upcoming game. And absolutely, please subscribe. This is week one. We're still getting our lighting down. Or I'm still getting our lighting down. My production crew is top notch. Um, I'm the one that is dragging ass over here. Am I allowed to say ass? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I, I will get it together. I thought I was set. I've got this nice, fun backdrop. Got my Cardinal shirt on. Got my mic. Got some lights. Got the camera. And still, there's some tweaks to be made. But regardless, I hope you really enjoyed today's 
broadcast. I know it wasn't super lengthy because there wasn't a lot of excitement. There weren't a ton of highlights, but I did want to celebrate the things we did right and not just the things we did wrong. So there's a lot to build on for next week. We absolutely need to get more yardage, more air yardage, in my opinion, as well. Um, and score. We need to score early and fast. I think that's going to be key to this team to build up some momentum, to build up some morale, score early and fast. And I think we will be golden. I will be back next week with another episode for you and a guest, a fan from Bird City Football, who wants to come on and chat with us about the cards, everything about the cards, what they love about the cards, and what they see going into next week. I hope you'll tune in, subscribe, follow, engage. Let's be a community and make this the biggest, sickest Cardinals podcast in all the land. Bye. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.